how can we separate ourselves? Like, why should they hire me? Just standing apart. Hello there. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. And this is a podcast that you'll be grateful you decide to listen to. It's called Brand Therapy. We're brand strategists. We have conversations once a week with some kind of stranger that we get on the phone that's facing some kind of challenge that you might be as well as it relates to positioning and promoting and growing and building your brand. I'm glad you decided to hang out with us today. You're not going to regret it. It's a very interesting conversation we have with a chap named Daniel. A chap? Yeah, that's new, right? <laughs> yeah. Daniel's like one of those guys, he's a he's a jack of all trades. He does a lot of things really well. And so how do you avoid being a generalist? You know, he's built a very strong business, I believe, based on his work ethic, on his personality, his persona. I think he he's just the kind of person you trust to do the job. Mm-hmm. And I think the greatest challenge today is is when you are a jack of all trades, figuring out which strengths are more valuable than others. Yeah. And knowing not just what you love to do, but what your audience wants, etc. It's cool to see where we start out this conversation and where we end. I think you're going to enjoy this. Shall we get to the conversation? I think we shall. Well, here's our conversation with Daniel. Let's get started. Let's kick off this event. Damn, it's good. I win this time. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm an event host, DJ, and all-around event designer that runs a wedding entertainment company that is based in New York City. And we help our clients throw incredible weddings from everything from talent to lighting to sound for their weddings. And I come from a speaking background. So as a live event host with my company and previously as a training facilitator for uh, a big brand many years ago, I've gotten to the point where... I want to start positioning my personal brand as an expert and authority, uh, whether it's in my industry or cross industries, and was looking to you guys for some ideas. I love it. I'm glad you've called us. This is going to be a fun little topic to explore. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm excited to speak with you guys and looking forward to diving right in. Perfect. So I guess my first question is for you. If you're going to be presenting yourself as a brand strategist, will you still keep doing your company at the same time? Or would, in a dream world, would you be fully committed to being a brand strategist? That's a good question. I would say definitely both. My company has gotten to the point where I do have a lot of people around me supporting that side of it. So I could kind of step back a little bit and put some effort into the personal brand while the entertainment company it continues to grow. Perfect. Because it seems like like you really like the entertainment company part of things, right? Like you you totally, truly love totally. it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a event designer in the space who got very famous from Oprah. His name is Colin Cowie. And he specializes very much in the event design world, but he he does events for celebrities and has built a giant team around him in a lot of the major cities around the world. And I guess kind of the path that he took is kind of what I have in mind. I mean, I've done events for celebrities. They've been guests. I've done weddings. Uh, I signed an NDA. I can't mention any names. But I've done weddings for people of all types and want to figure out how I can do both. And I guess I mentioned that because Colin also does talks in the event space. When people 
have an event, hire you to do an event, what's the feedback generally like? Like, what are some of the best compliments you've gotten? Working with Daniel was a five-star Ritz-Carlton-like experience. So that's a, that's a quote from a client who wrote something about us. And, you know, just the very hands-on boutique-style white-glove approach is what I strive for for every single client. And people recognize that. And I think that's helped us grow uh, and a big differentiator for us and our business. Yeah, I think... God, well, first of all, I would love to get a testimonial like that for myself. So, Phil, if you want to give me a compliment now. Then. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's one word that really stood out to me in that testimonial. And that word was experience. And here's what I think. I think that selling yourself as a kind of an entertainment company owner and brand strategist might seem like two different worlds to people who aren't familiar with either space intimately. But if you are an expert in creating branded experiences, not necessarily a brand strategist, but an expert in branded experiences, that includes logos, that includes events, that includes online experiences, I think that that seems like a natural extension of the company you already have. Interesting. You have my attention. (laughs) But I guess I need a little clarity on how that might come full circle. Well, I'm sort of imagining in if you're going to be committing to speaking, you should be able to lean on your experiences as a successful entertainment company owner and be able to bring those into your talks as part of the conversations and part of what you're saying. So an example of that might be if you were to do a talk on how to create a branded customer experience or how to create an event that's like, I don't know, that has a, a brand or how to do branded weddings, like something that's more useful and tangible, but rooted in experiences. That's sort of what I'm what I'm seeing. I mean, Phil's the one who does the talk. So what do you think, Phil? I like that we're talking about a higher level approach to this. You're a sophisticated guy, Daniel. And you and I have had phone calls over the years. The audience doesn't know this, but now they're going to know that you and I have... We we, have. We have, and we've... It's been kind of cool because I love that you've trusted me a few times over the years to kind of point you in the right direction. And we haven't worked, you know, super closely on a website and a visual brand, but more or less... You call me kind of like once a year and say, Phil, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm doing and here's where I want to go. Very similar yeah, to always, the com. Always high level. Yeah. Always, always a great just mind to bounce ideas off of. You're, well, thank you. You're a sophisticated guy and I think you can pull what Lauren is describing off. A lot of times, if we think of this in levels, level one is proof of concept. It's this idea that we can exist in the space of insert industry here working in events, working as a DJ, giving people advice on their brand and getting paid for it. I'll never forget the first time I made $100. It was a $100 bill someone gave me. I met them at Starbucks. We chatted for two hours. And she said, I so appreciate this advice. I hope this is okay. And she handed me a $100 bill. And I literally felt like I won the lottery. It was like someone paid me for advice. I was like, this is a job. Oh my yeah. God, sign me up, right? We always, It's then, funny to think yeah. back. And there's a lot of people who who haven't had that moment yet. And when you do, it's like, it's very exciting. You have progressed from the literal proof that you're capable of playing and succeeding in these different industries. Now, it's time to add a bit more nuance. Now it's time to take a higher level. Apple doesn't just make 
products. They sell a brand. They sell a feeling. I want to get a bit more sophisticated with how we approach these. And I'm not so worried about you being a player in all of these different industries as long as there's a common thread between all of them. And, it, yeah. and they all kind of work together independently as verticals in your business, but they all support each other. And actually, when done correctly, they all sell one another, right? If we meet Daniel yeah. at a conference, I want him to do my event. If I meet him at an event, I want him to speak at my next event or someone I know is looking for speakers, etc. It all works together. So today on our call, we have to figure out what is that common thread? And it should really be something that's rooted from something you're passionate about or something that sparks joy that's come up in the podcast before. Well, I'm, I'm getting the chills because Woo. both of you guys have given me some ideas that feel very, just very possible and in line with things that I'm very passionate about. And I wrote something down that could be the, you know, the, the, the short summary of what the essence of what, of what the talk could be. And I wrote down, break through the noise, you know, stand apart with branding and white glove experience. So essentially, there's so many companies, you know, even for you guys, like there's so many companies that do what you do. There's so many companies that do what I do. But why am I on the phone with you guys? Because you have something particular that really resonated with me. And just, you know, the pixel perfect website that, that you guys have and just branding and photography, just everything that a brand is and why people are attracted to that. So breaking through the noise with branding and experience is I think what has been a success for me. There's been people that have met with me after meeting with five other companies and booking on the spot. And it's not just because of a great meeting that we have, but it's just all the moving parts around it that make people feel a certain way. So that's kind of what just mold up in my mind based on what the two of you just said. And would love your thoughts on it. I don't think it's the moving parts. I think that's a literal, that's a literal description of maybe why, but it's bigger than that. The reason those people decided to hire you and pay you money to render a service is because you gave them confidence. You established trust with that person. They had confidence and the ability to trust that you would deliver something that met or would exceed their expectations. They trusted that you could, based on what you've done before, based on how you presented what you're capable of doing now, they trusted that you would do the job. So it's not the literal. I'm, we're going to take you from kind of the literal to the more kind of branded experiential perspective on this because I think it's going to help you even further. I think it's great. I mean, yes, it's the moving parts, but it is you and your ability to convey that value, to convey a certain level of professionalism, to convey to them something that gave them the trust to believe that you were the guy to do the job, so much so that they forked over money. It's a big deal. Stop, because we're going to play a fun little game. Phil, you there? I'm here. Always looking down at your phone. I never know if you're engaged. Usually I'm not. No, usually not. Okay, let's play a quick game. Let's try to come up with as many words that rhyme with brand in the next 20 seconds. Go. Bland. Grand. Stand. Stand. Strand. <laughs> you failed the first try. <laughs> 
Well, thankfully, we don't have to rhyme for our day jobs. We actually do brand audit consultations. It's like this episode, but on steroids. And you get a detailed brand audit recap at the very end of it that will help you put everything we discuss into motion. Achieve those goals. philpallon.expert slash therapy, where you can get a special promo. For 15% off. Yes. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay. I think it's great. I mean, yes, it's the moving parts, but it is you and your ability to convey that value, to convey a certain level of professionalism, to convey to them something that gave them the trust to believe that you were the guy to do the job, so much so that they forked over money. It's a big deal. Right. Just standing apart. And I think it it could apply. I mean, it does apply to really any industry or industry where people are owners. Just how can we separate ourselves? Like, why should they hire me? Well, why have I become successful? Because I'm not a one-stop shop for everything and we specialize in everything. No, I specialize in weddings and it's something that we do time and time again every single week. And it's allowed us to charge more of a premium because we're specialists in that space. Yeah, and I would go so far as to say that Yes, you specialize in weddings, literally, but figuratively, you specialize in branded experiences for couples. That's the difference. You're not just creating a wedding that's one size fits all. You're creating an experience that's reflective of the people who are hiring you. So when you're coming up with your talks, I would definitely encourage you to don't limit yourself to one talk. Create three to four and have them be on like different topics. So for example... Customer service, that would be a no-brainer talk for you. You manage clients. You have a successful event company. That is no easy feat. So that should be one of them. The other could be more about the visual elements of a branded experience, like creating logos, bringing those logos into real life, all the lights and other add-ons that you were talking about with your events. That could be something that you talk about too. Maybe it's the scents that you put on the candles that you use on the tables, all that. I think you could also do another talk on leadership or managing teams. When you're doing an event and you're down to crunch time, there's no room for error. So you are clearly a clear communicator and a good leader. So I'm sure there's lots that people can learn about from you in that regard. So I would just make sure, bring it all to the branded experience. Every decision that you are making, maybe on purpose. Maybe it just comes naturally to you. But every decision that you make is for branding. It's for the overall experience. And so I just encourage you to stop and really unpack your instincts and turn those into talks. That's awesome. Thank you. That's really good advice. You're welcome. Like super powerful so far. It's great. Yeah. It is easier to give someone else advice than it is to give yourself advice. And it's kind of refreshing. Someone like you is very, very thorough, buttoned up, sophisticated. It is hard to take inventory of self, you know, especially when you're so focused on ambition and goals and what you haven't achieved yet. But it's kind of cool to just take a minute and actually. I mean, we're kind of just repeating back to you things that you've given us to work with. And so it's building that system of inventory. Talk a lot about this. Building system of inventory to store those ideas productively. How can you be aware in conversation, for example, with a potential client, you know, you kind of change the way that you 
conduct that conversation based on the needs and the personality and all those factors. But when you, you know, in that, in that act of describing and pitching and selling, think of how you do that, the words you use, the things you say and the things you don't say. And how are we communicating that on the web? Or how are we communicating that in a variety of different ways? That system of inventory to know, oop, that little moment from real life needs to be channeled, stored, and used productively online. That's an art that I think is something that everyone should really work on because it just bridges that gap. Technology sits in the middle of that online experience. It makes it a little bit more removed than that than the way we experience it in real life if you and I are sitting together in real life, you know? Like it's kind of, it sits in the middle and tries to complicate it. But if you can inventory all of those great ideas and tactics and words, they're already, they're, they're there. We're just kind of shooting them back at you in a way. Once I have talks that I feel are, are ready and capable and stuff that I'm really excited about, where would I go from there? How do you go from from concept to actually giving these talks? It's a great question. A really great question. There's a site that we like called eSpeakers that lists out conferences looking for speakers. So definitely make a profile there. Write out your talk descriptions. And I think you can tag your areas of expertise. So definitely create an eSpeakers account. Look on Eventbrite. That's going to be your best friend. And basically look for every event and message the organizer and ask if they would be open to having you talk for 10 or 15 minutes. They might be relieved to have someone talking that isn't them. And so offer and message them. Really put yourself out there. And we also would encourage you while you're getting started, do free talks for sure to get comfortable, to get um, some you know, talks that you can reference. But the most important thing is to make sure that you can film what you're, you're talking, even if it's for free, so you can put together a, a reel. Mm-hmm. That is, that's phenomenal advice. I will definitely take that advice and run with it for sure. I think once the concept's there, then, then just start testing it. Like I, I'm completely with you on providing it for free, get in the zone, get used to giving the talks. and. That sounds absolutely great. Thank you. Phil, do you have any additional advice since you're the one who actually like speaks out of me? I think it's important to have a someone, a friend or someone on your team that you can have that healthy ongoing dialogue of what you should share, how you should share it, what feels relevant. Because life as a speaker can sometimes be, I don't want to say lonely, but it can be challenging because it's just you. And so what have you built in place to do the research to know that people need what you want to share? What have you done to know that the stories that you want to share and how you share them will get a reaction or will sit with that audience in a way that will make them remember the lesson? Those kinds of things. I think we talk a lot about that before I go out on stage. And I think if, if you know, it could even be a friend or it can be someone that's close to you that you can bounce ideas off of. I would find that person and make sure you can have that dialogue, that productive conversation that makes the work you do when speaking that much better. Perfect. I have somebody in mind, somebody who's actually in my industry in, in a photography category, I think would be a great fit. So that sounds great. 
And you want to make sure that person is not afraid to hurt your feelings. You almost want that person to challenge you and say, well, no, that doesn't make sense. There must be a better way of doing that. Honestly, if I'm not challenged, I become lazy. So for me, that kind of challenge keeps me on my feet. I don't know. I might not like the idea to start with, but it forces me to consider different perspectives and it makes the final product that much better. Just as from experience, speaking can be very kind of singular, but it really shouldn't be. I I build the infrastructure to make sure that it's not something you're doing on your own. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense and it's nice to get it from somebody like you, Phil, who who has done many talks and you're a, a walking example of how to do it and some of the background stuff that you have to deal with as well. Well, I appreciate that. And I, it's so funny because it's, um, you describe me like that and I'd probably describe myself as like the opposite. It's like, I look at all the people who are doing it more than me and I'm like, I want to be doing it more, you know? And that's kind of that, Mm -hmm. that's kind of just the beautiful nature of, I guess, ambition and success is where, you know, yes, we have to take a minute to appreciate what we have, but then right away, we're kind of like what we don't have and where we need to go better and where we need to go bigger. And that's kind of cool. But here's what I love about you. When any time over the years that I've given you advice, like you've always gone and done it and then come back and check in. And so I want you to do exactly the same thing. I'm excited about everything we've talked about. This is great. Thank you, guys. And I mean, I don't know if we have more time. I, I One other thing popped into mind. Yeah, go for it. What should my personal brand website be? You know, what's that 30,000 feet message um, based on what we discussed? Because right now I feel like it just lacks a, just lacks a singular brand message. Of course, of course. I think your personal website needs to be all about speaking. That's my thought, speaking and maybe consulting, but you could say that you're, you only take, you know, select clients to have that element of exclusivity. But I think your positioning is that through experience, you help brands create experiences that delight customers, staff, and clients. I think it really needs to be about how you you are a master of creating branded experiences and you teach people how to improve their customer service, how to improve their internal culture and how to deliver memories that last a lifetime. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Wow, that was spot on. It's almost like you were expecting to answer it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's our pleasure. I appreciate your time and thank you so much for the advice. It was super thorough. Awesome. Thank you for trusting us to point you in the right direction. I would sit with that and workshop it and and scrap it and try and make it better and just do everything you need to do to to know for sure that that's the way that you know that you can move forward because we can give you advice, but you'll you're the one actually implementing it. So see what feels right, sit with it, and keep us posted on all of this. Thank you so much for having me and thank you again for all your advice. Our pleasure. Thank you, Daniel. We will chat with you very soon. Okay, speak soon. Yes, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Productive little chat right there. I'm going to say this. I'm just going to put it out there. I believe in Daniel. So do I. Yeah. Like yeah. fully. I always look forward to conversation with him. And and as, you know, the backstory on this is that i not worked one-on-one with him as a client, you know, in any kind of branding capacity. But he's always just trusted me to like, he'll tell me what he's up to and 
describe his dilemma, and we always come up with a plan to make it happen. And he executes. Yeah. Big lesson there. Actually do. The mind is great for generating ideas, but you need to be responsible for actually taking a step forward and implementing those great ideas. Mm -hmm. So many people forget that ingredient. And I don't want to like knock our profession, brand strategy, but I've got to say like, overseeing the development of a logo is like so small compared to organizing like a wedding. Like that's why I was kind of thinking like brand strategist is too small for him. Don't you agree? I don't know. I think well, that maybe it's, that's like... Yeah, I don't think so because brand strategy is, it means a lot of different things. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't think it's a matter of measuring what's small. It's a matter, a matter of summing up everything that he has experienced and enjoys doing. Mm-hmm. And really keying in on where's that need and how does he satisfy it. So I thought the advice you gave him and the way it kind of summed it up is it's going to be very useful for him. Good. Thanks. Well, I just think like organizing a truly effective ga like gathering, there's so many elements to it that you have to master. And for him to be good at it means that he's figured it all out. And that would parlay into other, other industries and be useful for people in business. It's cool. And it's cool that he's evolving and that he is in tune with the need to kind of revisit how you describe all of this. Really cool. I enjoyed today's conversation. I'd love to know what you think. What have you found useful? What are you thinking about? What's the next step for you as you develop, build, position, promote your brand? We want to hear it. Hashtag brand therapy. I'm at Phil Palin on social media. I'm at the Lauren Moore. Oh, yes, you are. And we want to hear from you. Let's pick up this conversation. If you've taken the time to listen to this, know that we appreciate you and know that we extra appreciate anyone who goes to iTunes, leaves a review. Even a few sentences would be amazing if you found this podcast useful. That helps other people find it as well. We're also on Spotify. We're back every week and next week is no exception. So we'll see you back here, right? On Brand Therapy. Brand Therapy.